In uh, 2010, I started working on a new album. And it was in the aftermath of the things that had happened a few years prior. I closed down pretty much all of my music distribution, my record label, and pretty much my band as well. Earlier, I was very active in these areas, performing, recording music, releasing music, distributing music. But by 2010, almost all of it had shut down. And those things uh, were not really a part of my life. But my heart wanted them to be a part of my life. I wanted to start making music again. But I didn't know how. I didn't know how to, to get back into it. Um, as a young father, as having more and more children, having more and more needs, demands on finances, demands on time, I just did not know how to be that, you know, freewheeling uh, guy who didn't have, you know, all these other responsibilities and make music again. But I got a little nudge that helped me. It was a record label that uh, reached out to me and wanted me to appear on some sort of music compilation that was with all kinds of uh, interesting artists. And um, it, it was for some cause that I actually didn't really support the cause, but the fact that they reached out, I was like, oh, wow, you need a song from me? I'm going to get a song to you. I just, th that recognition really, you know, uh, encouraged me. And uh, I had no studio, no real money or anything, but I was determined to get this song, get the song done. So what I did is I uh, pieced all together all the music equipment that I had, and I went into this bedroom that was uh, hardly being used in the house. And I set things up, and I recorded a basic version of this song for the compilation. And it was pretty solid. And here it is, I, 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 after a few years of not making music or anything, you know, boom, I recorded a song. And then it occurred to me that, you know, I really didn't believe in the cause uh, or support the cause that this nonprofit, whatever uh, comp music compilation was supposed to support. And I said, well, you know what? We talked about this in a previous episode of, uh, having values and, 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 and uh, decide, deciding to create things and destroy things. And I decided to, let's just call it to destroy my opportunity to be on this compilation. I, I thought that, uh, well, it wasn't really who I was. But here I am with a song. And because uh, I was able to record one song at home, I said, well, maybe I can record more songs. And by that time, I had a handful of songs that I really wanted to record. I, I had written them, I knew what they were, and so for the next days and weeks, I shut myself in that, in that bedroom, and I worked on 12 new songs. I played all the instruments, and it was hard. It was like I was the singer-songwriter guy, and I was the producer, and I was the engineer. And I was exhausted. I felt like I was uh, putting out energy for three people. I was even hungry for three people. So it was kind of a hard uh, thing, but uh, a lot of people do it. A lot of artists do it. The whole, you know, lock yourself in a room and come out with a, with a piece of work. Go to the cabin and write something. 
I locked myself in the bedroom trying to come out with an album. But something happened. I got sick. It was about nine years ago this week of me recording this podcast. I had a strong fatigue that didn't go away, so much so that my doctor sent me to the emergency room. At the emergency room, they ran all kinds of tests, and they sent me home saying I have OGK. OGK meaning only God knows. So I remained in this strong fatigue, really fatigued state, until one day I woke up with ringing in my ears and significant hearing loss. And at that point I was hospitalized with what's called SSNHL, Sudden Sensory Neural Hearing Loss. And from that point on, my life changed. You're listening to Adam Lee Rosenfeld here with the podcast Beauty Truth. It's a podcast about my journey of finding and creating beauty and truth. I talk about the artistic process and talk about creating. And it's brought to you by my music project, Harold and I. Go to hardonai.net, H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net, and get my new live single, uh, Let the Sword Do Double Damage, live from the base of Mount Zion, free, exclusively for subscribers. And you can check this out. Uh, you can support this podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash hardonai. And you can uh, subscribe on iTunes. And you know what? Please do. Please go to iTunes. Please leave a review if you're feeling it. If you, have, if you do like the podcast, please leave a review. It really helps. Thanks. So here I am hospitalized with sudden sensory neural hearing loss. And what happened? The work on my album stopped. Even when I was released from the hospital, I was in a fatigued state for about two more months, not to mention the hearing loss and the ringing in my ears. And so I was stuck with 12 songs in various states of completion. I call them all demo versions. None of them was... Uh, reached a, a full studio uh, performance that I was happy with and I was happy with releasing. There were all different stages of demo versions. Um, some of them, some of the songs were pretty full. I mean, you know, had all kinds of instrumentation and some were kind of just sketches of ideas. But it was an album. It was an album in a, in a, very, in a, in a certain stage of creation. And this album had a meaning. This album was about something. It was a snapshot of a place where I was in life. It was a piece of me. And I called this album, my working title for the album was The Phantom Zone. Um, this is, it's a place where Superman's villains would get sent to. It's, it's neither here nor there. It's a place of waiting, the Phantom Zone. Now, you know, since then, there have been all kinds of, you know, comic book movie stuff and talk about stuff. It, it's less uh, novel to talk about the Phantom Zone, but uh, I, 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 um, I talked about it. Uh, I discussed it with, a, I, I was meeting with a counselor, and he was a big fan of old comic books, and he talked about the Phantom Zone, you know, particularly Superman. And that really resonated with me because... Nine years ago, in that time, I felt like I was in the phantom zone. I felt like I was neither here nor there. I was uh, transitioning into a new level of adulthood, and I began reflecting on my childhood. Uh, I left a life, a childhood in Cincinnati, Ohio, to live in Jerusalem, Israel. And I began trying to understand what it is that I left. What, what was my childhood about? I'm sure a lot of you can relate 
you reflect on your childhood. Where did I come from? Who am I? Where am I going? And I had a longing for that childhood home. I wanted to go back to uh, Cincinnati. Okay, now it was it wasn't exactly where I wanted to live my life and raise my family, but I just I just wanted to go back and touch that place where I grew up. And this situation was exacerbated. It was enhanced by an interesting thing. And I don't know if all of us go through this. I know that probably all of us can identify with longing for childhood. But I had a unique thing. Now, maybe, maybe you know, it's not as unique as it sounds, but to me it sounds unique. And that my childhood friends became musicians as well. I was uh, very close. I had a number of friends growing up, but I was very close to two brothers named Josiah and Yoni Wolf. I was very close to these guys. And over the years, I lived my life, you know, had kids, did what I did. These guys started a band. All kinds of bands, but in the end, they ended up with a band today that is known as Y. Maybe uh, you've heard of it. Y is a band that kind of straddles the line between hip-hop and indie rock or indie folk or indie music. And it's as cool as it sounds. It's, it's interesting. I, I don't agree with uh, all that they stand for and all that they say, but there is a lot of beauty packed into their art. A lot of it. And these guys, Yoni, the songwriter, particularly in his sensitivity, is singing about our childhood. And so, you know, I go around my life and these albums are coming out and, you know, I'm following music journalism. They're writing about these albums, promoting these albums, giving uh, pretty much good reviews to these albums, at least to some of them. And they're talking about the street where we grew up. They're talking about the things we did together. I mean, one of the songs, Yoni was singing out my email address. That was one of the songs. And uh, which resulted in me getting some funny emails. But um, here I am, getting my emotions stirred up of my childhood, and then having this cultural experience where my childhood is getting celebrated in public. It was really hard for me to process these emotions. And what happened? I just had to grow up. And I grew up. I had to work through these emotions. And on one winter's day, I was visiting France. I was going for a walk in the morning. And it became clear to me that my life was not about my preferences, not about the things that I wanted, the music, art, skateboarding, living here, living there, living in the American suburbs. It wasn't about that. It was about my values. It was about things that were deeper uh, than my little preferences, uh, about a greater story. And it was largely about uh, my decision to be a father, my decision to honor my national identity and live in Israel because I am an Israeli and a Jew, and my desire to follow God, to submit to God to go only as far as God would have me go. Even though I have all kinds of plans, I'm only going as far as my next quiet time with God. This realization 
helped me grow. Today, we're nine years later. And I finally finished my album. That's what I want to talk about. This, uh, about a week ago or so, I finished all the studio recordings on my first album in about 15 years. Nine years ago, The Phantom Zone didn't get finished. Today, my new album, which I'm calling Now is Golden, is complete studio-wise. Now it's in the hands of people who are mixing it, mixing, mastering, all kinds of other things, all kinds of other post-production processes are going on. But I can say, wow, I finished recording this thing. And it wasn't the Phantom Zone because I wasn't at the same place emotionally. Today, I'm in a different place emotionally. I'm singing different songs. I'm writing about different things. Um, I'm writing about the choices I make. I'm writing about uh, the meaning of work. That's a big deal for me. And I'm really excited for you to hear it. I'm excited for you to hear that Now is Golden when it's ready. It's not ready yet. I'm working on it. But I'm excited for you to hear that. But it just occurred to me that you might be in one place emotionally at one time, and then later on, you might be in a different place emotionally. Now, the Phantom Zone is not gone. I still have those 12 recordings in their various stages, and maybe one day I will uh, do something with them. But uh, that's not where I'm at right now. However, also, just this week, Yoni and Josiah Wolf are back with a new song. The band Y is back with a new song with a really long name. The name is I May Come Out a Broken Yoke, I May Come Out on Saddle. That's the name. And I checked this new song out. There's a YouTube video. And more than ever is it a celebration of my childhood. It's about Yoni's childhood, about Yoni Wolf's childhood, but my childhood gets woven in there. It's all, it's all mixed up. And it's a video juxtaposed with new footage, some really uh, well done, uh, well directed footage with, 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 with world class direction and, 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 and actors and stuff like that, juxtaposed together with uh, home video recordings from when myself and Yoni and Josiah Wolf and our other friends were running around backyards and running around our local congregation because that's what our life was a part of or we were connected with a faith-based congregation. And what happens when I see that? All of a sudden, my emotions come up again. The same emotions that came up nine years ago that stirred me up to uh, write The Phantom Zone, to work on The Phantom Zone. And here I am, I'm done with my new album, and boom, I'm getting all emotional again. What do I do? Do I say something? Do I do something? This stirs me up. Do, you know? And then I realized something. I learned some things uh, in the past years. And one thing that has really been a help is the writings of Stephen Pressfield. I do not agree with this guy 100%. There's a lot of the stuff he says that is off. But I cannot deny that he says a lot of stuff that's very helpful and very encouraging, particularly in his book, The War of Art. And uh, he says something in The War of Art 
He says two things, and I want to quote from these two things. Number one, personal life has nothing to do with work. As emotional as I am and how much I want to share and talk about my relationship with the Old Angel Sia Wolf and their new music and share it and use my platform as a musician to share about it, blah, blah, blah. I realize what's, what I need to do is my work. If this is not helping me get my album done, then don't do it. If this is not helping me best serve the people who are used to hearing me, hearing from me, uh, best serve my audience, like you listening to me, if it's not doing that, then don't do it. I don't need to let my personal life to get in the way of my work. And that's a strange thing for artists to hear because artists can tend to think that their art is an outlet for their personal life. That's not exactly true. People have to find their way. They have to find their art. They have to create their thing. And that's a process in and of itself. But once you're there, it's not about you. It's about serving others and creating value for others. And finally, Stephen Pressfield says an amazing thing in the book, The War of Art. He says that, that the amateur, he makes a distinction between the amateur and the professional throughout the book. There's the amateur, there's the professional. And by the way, we're supposed to be the professional. We're supposed to be pros at what we do. But the amateur lives in the past, just as I was living in my childhood in Cincinnati, Ohio. And he says, but the past evoked by the amateur is make-believe. It never existed. It's a highlight reel that she edited together from events that almost took place or should have occurred. And I realized that past that I longed to be a part of, it never really happened. It's make-believe. It's a highlight reel. It's a bunch of memories put together, clipped together like some sort of collage. Just like uh, social media today, the stuff that we share, it's little clips of our life to make our life look so good. But it's not really that way. And that picture that I have in my memory is not really what occurred. So I can't get lost there. I can't live in the past. I need to live in now and serve the people that I want to serve with my art. And I'm excited. In the days to come, in the weeks to come, who knows how long it'll take to uh, share with you my new album, the first in about 15 years, uh, called Now is Golden. You're listening to Adam Lee Rosebud here with the podcast Booty Truth about my journey of finding and creating beauty and truth. Talk about the artistic process here, and it's all brought to you by my music project, Har Adonai, which you can check out at haradonai.net, H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net. Go there now, get my new single, uh, live single, with the Sordu Double Damage, live from the base of Mount Zion. Get it free exclusively for subscribers. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, that really helps. If you want to go the next step with me, if you want to really be a part, be a partner in what we're doing here with Booty Truth and the music of Heart and I, go to Patreon and support this podcast, support this art at patreon.com slash I. And if you do support on Patreon, if you become a patron, a partner with what I'm doing, um, I mention you on this podcast as a part of what we're doing. And I want to do a quick mention to my patrons, Nathan Fain and Kambani Romano. You guys rock. So thanks, guys. And finally, I just want to talk about uh, another thing. Um, 
everything, if you experience my music or my podcast, everything around it, the whole, the design, the mechanism of it, the website, uh, the social media, all the strategy really behind it, it comes from my learning in uh, something that I'm a part of. Uh, it's called Indie Pro. It's brought to you by Indiepreneur. And IndiePro is the premier online community for musicians and music marketers. And that is something that I'm a part of. That's where I get my knowledge. It's where I get my training. And then I go out and I give you my art. And so I'm encouraging you to become a member of IndiePro yourself. If you do, you can get 50% off your first month by going to haradonai.net slash indie. That's H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net slash indie. Go there, sign up, get 50% off your first month, and go master music marketing in today's age uh, as an indie artist. Don't let other people, don't wait for other people to tell you what to do, to show you the way. Don't wait for things to happen. Go learn, get trained, and make it happen. And I'm going to leave you today with one of those songs from The Phantom Zone. Now, it's not perfect. It's a demo version. Not that any of the music that I record is perfect. But uh, it's something that I did release as part of the single uh, Blue Pegasus from Hard and I back in 2013. And this song is the title track called The Phantom Zone and really talks about um, that longing uh, to be where I grew up as a child and knowing that I don't belong either here or there. And it's actually a song of hope. So... I'm leaving you with the Phantom Zone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me today. You're awesome. Oh, yeah.
Thank you.